those firms who are winning are saying, yes, we drive growth. Yes, we drive scale. Yes, we drive efficiency for your business, but here's why. Or to end investors, yes, we do financial planning. Yes, we do state planning, whatever the services are, but here's how and how it benefits you. And so we're really pushing all of our clients to dig deeper and take an extra step in, in explaining who they are and what they do. Welcome to the Beacon Flash, the go-to podcast for enterprise wealth management professionals looking to stay ahead of the curve. Hosted by Chip Kispert, Managing Director of Beacon Strategies, this podcast explores the future of the industry and the most pressing issues facing today's top leaders. Join us each week as we sit down with industry experts to discuss the opportunities and strategies for success. I am so excited to have Kelly Waltrick, the founder of Intentionally, with me today. Kelly, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Chip. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, on the Beacon uh, Flash podcast here, we get a uh, motley crew of people that come through. And uh, the beautiful <laughs> thing is they're, they're you know predominantly friends of ours and, and are really active in our community. And uh, you are one of those people as well. And and so we're really excited to hear a lot of your perspective on, on the enterprise wealth industry and Marcom in general going forward. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm, I'm thrilled to, to be here and excited to talk about those topics. And, you know, I love being part of, of the Beacon community. So one of the things we do, we like to do, we like to really kind of go fast, right, with these because, you know, normal people have an attention span of of about 10 minutes. So yep. we stretch it maybe to 20, right? But right off the bat, it, Kelly, I'd love to get your perspective on, you know, and this is kind of a softball question, but yeah. how is retail wealth advisor marketing evolving? Yeah, that's such a good question. And, you know, I was just talking to an industry friend about some a benchmark study that was put out um, by one of the large trade publications. And I think one of the biggest trends that we're seeing is the realization that uh, how important how important content is to their marketing strategy and not just any content, but personalized content. So um, we're excited to see that, you know, this study didn't didn't show a whole bunch of things that jumped off the page. But that was the one thing that we saw that we were like, yes, we're making progress. Advisors are realizing that they need to invest in this. They need to invest in personalized experiences with their clients. And along with that comes personalized marketing and, and the content associated with it. And we had a roundtable on marketing back in October. And you know, if you were to take three years ago where firms were with their marketing, pretty raw, right? Pretty basic. And listen to the different tools, the how they're working with automation. It was really, really cool to hear what folks are doing. Not all are doing it, but it right. seems like the ones that are growing their relevance within the industry are, are, are certainly really focusing on Marcom and communicating with the client and saying, hey, what did you do for me last week, right? So right. And you talked about that research a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about any research that you may have about investor customers' expectations of communication yeah. with their advisors? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the key word in what I said in my last, last answer was personalized. And so I think what we're seeing a lot of is advisors being more intentional or intentional about how they're communicating with their clients, knowing that everyone 
consumes information differently is so important. So being aware of your audience and whether they want to see information through video or through written or through audio, or what does that look like? And how often did they want to be communicated to and about what topics? You know, it's interesting, Chip, you do a really good job of this with your roundtables in terms of getting to know your audience. You send out a phenomenal questionnaire that gets into the nitty gritty details of what people how people want to be treated and what's important to them. And I think advisors are starting to do a little bit more of that with their own client bases so that they can tailor communication pr- programs accordingly. So, you know, it's interesting. And, and thank you for that. I'm, I'm grateful for, for that night, those nice words. Um, but it was interesting because at that roundtable, one of our attendees, very large, you know, very successful enterprise wealth firm dealer, RIA, technologies at a forefront, they were running a very, very cool pilot program. And the pilot program was focusing on new customers and prospects. And what they were doing, it was really, really cool. It's something we've been talking about for a couple of years, but it it was really cool because they were sending a quick little five or six question uh, survey to a prospect or a customer Literally was asking those questions that you just alluded to. How do you like to interact? Do you want to talk to somebody? Do you like email? Do you like text? Right. It asked three or four of these really key behavioral questions. And the interesting thing was when they look at that pilot group, the ROI that came out of the accounts was exceptional. I'm not surprised by that. I mean, think about you our own communication, just the communication between you and I, we're both very busy. We both have a certain number of priorities and the way that we communicate with each other and with our clients and with our teams um, is, is intentional so that we can move through a fast amount of things in the hours that we have in the day. And I think advisors um, and large firms need to think about investors and, and, and clients that way. They've got a lot of priorities of which finances may fall somewhere in the middle, maybe towards the bottom, who knows where they fall. So it's a matter of making sure that they have the information they need at their fingertips in the way that they want to consume it so that they're not looking for it and it's not lost among a million other other things that they're they're trying to get through in their day. Kelly, so one of the things that you and I have talked a lot about recently, and when we look at the high functioning financial professional advisors, what are they doing with their marketing that's now differentiating themselves? Yeah, I think two things really come to mind. One, and the first and most important thing is that they're starting to think about marketing as a revenue generating exercise and and program. They're, you know, we talked a little bit before this podcast about how financial services takes a little bit more time than the rest of the world to, to get to the modern marketing. And I think the firms that are winning are thinking about their goals as a business. What customer acquisition costs they can bear and are building their programs and their and their budgets accordingly, putting the appropriate amount of resources towards marketing. And then I think the second thing is really taking a minute to differentiate. We're, we're living in a time of sea of sameness in, in financial services. And those firms who are winning are saying, yes, we drive growth. Yes, we drive scale. Yes, we drive efficiency for your business. But here's why. Or to end investors... Yes, we do financial planning. Yes, we do state planning, whatever the services are. But here's how and how it benefits you. And so we're really pushing all of our clients to dig deeper and take an extra step in in 
explaining who they are and what they do. Well, you know, and it's interesting because I think that there's a challenge that goes with that, right? If we think about the teeter-totter, right? And, hey, we've always done business this way. That's not good enough anymore, right? And what we're seeing, right? Because, you know, I'll give you an example. My mom has an advisor and she expects on a weekly basis to get some sort of a drip on something that's relevant to her life. She just wants that interaction, right? But it's also interesting because when you look at being able to implement the marketing aspect up front, there's a good lift to that. But yeah. once you get through that lift, boy, now you can get into thought leadership and really curating and personalizing, as you mentioned earlier, that yeah. content to the customer. So spot on. And you know what? The miseducation around marketing in our space is wild to me. And I think that's the number one thing I've learned moving from my role of CMO into this role as consultant is, is that so many advisors have been told that these things can be cookie cutter or they could be set it and forget it or, you know, do it for me marketing and all these things. But at the end of the day, you need to think about marketing, like you think about your investment management, you need to think about it like you think your client experience, it is as important. And the skills that go into it are as specialized. So I think there's just a re-education across the board in our space that needs to happen around what it takes to do good marketing, how personal it needs to be to you and the foundation that needs to be laid. Gotcha. Now that's, that's super interesting. So let me ask you a question. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I kind of yeah. am. Who do you see a couple firms out there, either from the wealth management perspective or from the solution provider's perspective that are really innovative with their approach to Marcom and have really dialed in on the needs of the enterprise wealth firms, financial professionals and investors and really enabled that marketing customer journey? Yeah, I would love to talk about some some innovative firms. I think there is, and I hope they don't mind me saying this, there's a broker dealer called Silver Oak that we work with. It's going to grow 200% next year because they've doubled down on the way that they think about recruitment marketing. It is phenomenal. They're thinking about the marketing funnel the same way you should about bringing on investors for their recruitment efforts. And it's paying off tenfold. There's a consultant that we work with called The Limitless Advisor, and they are super creative and super disciplined in the way that they go about their marketing. They are very personalized in the way that they do their outreach, but they've figured out a way to make it very personalized, but very scalable. And I think would be remiss not to point out sort of the Orions and the Riskalizes out there are turning armies of clients into brand advocates. I think that owning your community and having them speak and act on your behalf is such a winning formula. Um, and there's lots of firms like the two of them out there that do that phenomenally well. Yeah, no, and I know. And I absolutely agree with you. So if we kind of transition from that question, right? So yeah. if we look at the entire kind of enterprise wealth space and yeah. meaning, meaning more the IBD, the insurance BD, the bank programs, roll up RIAs, where are enterprise wealth firms relative to the needs of their advisors, financial professionals, when it comes to marketing and communication? I think there's two things that stand out to me. If I'm sitting in the CMO seat at any of those firms, it's one, how am I driving investors to my advisors? How with the 
the brand presence that I have as one of these large firms, how am I working on behalf of my advisors to drive opportunities to them? Because it's kind of a double whammy in terms of brand power if they do a good job of that. If they do a good job, the firm's doing a good job, you get the power of both firms. So I think that that more and more broker-dealers need to figure out how do I very efficiently drive opportunities to the advisor's that fall under my firm. I think the second thing is, you know, a lot of these enterprise firms build lists of no fly zone or fly zone in terms of vendors that you can work with. And I think that phase two of that for a lot of these firms has got to be to revisit what's cookie cutter, what's canned. And can I get lists of vendors for my advisors who are going to help them create more personalized experiences. So it's I'm not saying that you don't need all of those technologies that you have had access to, but I think you have to take it to the next level and spend the time and resources to personalize everything that you're putting out. And that takes an investment in in different types of, of vendors and consultants and experts. Are you tired of searching for piecemeal solutions to your wealth management education needs? Look no further than Beacon Strategies University. Our comprehensive learning management platform is tailored to equip your employees with the essential knowledge to excel in the wealth and retirement industry. With a wealth of experience in the field, we've curated the most valuable education and resources to help you navigate the complexities of wealth management. Upgrade your team's skills and stay ahead of the game. Visit www.beaconstrategiesllc.com slash contact dash us to learn more and take the first step towards success. You know, one of the things that we've been talking quite a bit about is reaching out to that investor, right? But one of the big things with marketing also is recruiting, right? So when we look at firms that are really uh, very creative and and thoughtful and innovative with their recruiting, this is kind of open season right now. There is a lot of rows and seeds that can be put into that right now. But how do you see marketing playing more into how a lot of these firms are, are doing their recruiting? Like I said before, that you need to think about recruitment funnel, just like you think about your marketing funnel going after an investor. So what are the phases of that experience? How are you very intentionally moving people through that? And I think the best way to do that from what I'm seeing across the board is having a really strong point of view. People want to work with people who they relate to. And so I think some of these big firms who are trying to recruit, it's so hard to relate to their message because it feels a little bit impersonal. So I think having a point of view, a strong one, so that you're attracting the type of people that you want to be working with. And then two, funnelizing your your recruitment strategy the same way you would to drive AUM to your firm. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm really dialing in on your messaging comment comments because every firm has their own personality. They have their own culture. And I, I love that comment. I think the other thing to look at, and again, it's automation, it's using technology from a recruitment standpoint for recruiting advisors. And we've seen discovery, we've seen Skyance and Salesforce getting very active in that, enabling the ability really to track you know, once a, a new advisor comes on board, they'll be able to track the AUM moving over to say, hey, how successful were we? It's kind of balancing art and science. 
hundred percent. And let me just add on to your automation comment, because I think this is really important for people to understand. Automation in itself is not personalization. So you think about, I have a new client. I want to make them feel welcome. I'm going to put them through this drip campaign. I'm going to automate that, make it super scalable. That's great. But what makes a great client experience and what makes that automation worthwhile is when you have 10 different profiles of a new client and you're customizing that automation to make it feel personal. So I think people need to remember that you have to combine the technology and the automation and all these really cool things that we have access to these days with this absolute 100% need to add personalization to it. So if you're thinking about how do I get more seamless and more efficient in my marketing in the new year, make sure that you realize those two things need to be married together to be successful. That was very eloquently put. Very eloquently (laughs) put. So one of the questions I always like to work and wrap up with is, you know, when you're working with wealth firms, what causes you to wake up at 4am and not be able to go back to sleep? Oh, God, that's, that's such a good question. You know what it is? It's a unawareness of what's around them. So what keeps me up at night is when firms come to me and they say, you're not going to believe what I'm launching. It's so amazing. I need you to get help me get a thousand leads. And I ask, okay, well, this happens every day. And I say to them, okay, well, have you seen X who does the exact same thing and how they're messaging? Or this company who's launching something similar? Or this company who actually has what you have, but they also have this. And the unawareness of sort of what's around them and how they fit into the landscape is sort of shocking to me. So that truly, my kids and misunderstanding of the industry are probably the two things that keep me up at night. Completely understand. Completely understand. So as I like to do, I like to leave you with a bit of the last, what we call flash word. So I'd love to hear, you know, kind of some parting thoughts that you may have. I think this is very simple. If I can give you any advice, it's go into the new year with a fresh look at everything that's out in the market that represents you, whether that is your, your website or your marketing materials or your LinkedIn or your Google, you know, what comes up when people Google you, just do a quick brand audit and really ask yourself, does all of this material, does all of this messaging truly represent who I am? And I think that that very simple exercise and that very simple question to yourself can lead you to sort of an opportunity for transformation. Excellent. Kelly, thank you for, for being a part of the Beacon Flash podcast. What a great conversation we just had over the last 20 minutes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Always thrilled to to chat with you. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Beacon Flash podcast. We're always working to bring you the latest insights and trends in the industry. To stay up to date, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to visit our website at www.beaconstrategiesllc.com to learn more about our consulting services and the Beacon Roundtable offerings.